Welcome to the Upper Room Community Church Podcast. Wherever you are in your journey, we hope that this message will help you grow in your faith and provide practical ways to strengthen your relationships. To find out more, visit us at upperroom.ca. Okay, good morning. So as Melissa mentioned, um, Ignite is taking over the service today. So my name is uh, Nadine Hustler. I am one of the um, many people uh, who have the privilege of um, working with uh, your kids in Ignite. Um, and it's just it, it's just an awesome thing. So Carolyn and Melissa and I are going to be um, kind of doing things the way we do them on a Sunday morning when we're not in big people church. Often I start teaching and when we I pray with the kids and I always say thank you God that we don't have to be in big people church um, because it's just so awesome that we have a place that the, the kids can go and it can just be about them and about how they learn and about how they like to uh, worship on a Sunday morning. Um, and so I'm not supposed to plug this, but I j I'm going to anyways. If you are wondering or thinking maybe, or you're thinking I could never do that, you absolutely can. Um, and I just, every Sunday, you know, sometimes during the week before I'm teaching, I'm thinking, oh man, do I have time for this? But every time on a Sunday morning when I show up, like God meets me there. And all the teachers can say the same thing. Um, and so you don't have to worry if you're not a teacher. We actually don't need teachers as much as we need just people who are like willing and, and able and, and just love spending time with kids because really it's it's the best, no offense to big people church, but it's always my best Sunday morning. So um, anyway, so as we're running things in Ignite, so good morning. Um, I just want to remind you as I do every Sunday uh, in Ignite that if you want to be sitting beside somebody who brings out the best in you. So you're with your family, so I'm hoping that's true already but if you are sitting beside somebody who you know you maybe chat with or maybe get distracted or maybe they pull their cell phone out and pretend they're looking at Bible verses when they're not um, then you are welcome to move your body anytime and so I just want to say if you want to flip to the next side just, this is just a, a thing that we remind in Ignite we are always working to do our best so we are listening our best and speaking our best and helping others do their best um, and so that's something that we're all working towards. And so all the leaders in Ignite, that's something we are all behind. And so we encourage the kids. And if they need help knowing what that might be, um, we're happy to help them. But this is just something that you'll notice. Our kids in Ignite really are the best. And we all really do believe believe that and, and they're so quiet right now so I'm kind of weirded out as to where they are but I'm sure you're out there um, and so anyway so that's just something to remind you kids all the way through and adults also that you're doing your best okay next slide so this morning we are talking so the all together services guys are about we're doing like a movie theme which kind of makes sense with the location um, that this is what we're talking about so this summer I actually had the chance to watch Again, I had seen it before, but The Greatest Showman again. How many of you have seen The Greatest Showman before? Okay. Oh, that's really good. Did you really watch it? I watched it this week. Amazing. Okay. When we were prepping this, Carolyn hadn't seen it, so she did her homework. So that's awesome. Okay. So The Greatest Showman. So I, I was actually at the cottage when I was watching this because my parents, like everybody's parents should get a cottage because they get all the good movie channels because at my house I would never get this on TV, but my parents had this on TV. And so I was watching it and it was just such... It's such a good movie. The music is good. The message is good. But for those of you who don't know, I don't want to spoil it. But it's about this guy who, well, there's lots of like little things you can learn from it. But generally, the big idea is that there's this guy and he's trying to get 
put together like the most magnificent show. And he wants the most talented people to be in this show. And so he's like kind of looking far and wide and kind of in unexpected places. And if you want to flip to the next um, slide, this is, these are some of the members of the cast that he actually recruits. And so the people that he finds to do these, this show, as I said, he wanted the most talented. But some of the people that he finds, actually most of the people that he finds, are people that are often overlooked. Their talents are often overlooked, maybe because they look different than people think they should look, or maybe because their talent is something that people are confused about or aren't quite sure how that happens. But they kind of, they don't really get uh, the credit they deserve for how amazingly talented they are. And I'll stop there because I don't want to spoil the rest of the show for you. But it actually got me thinking. And a few weeks ago, I was teaching in Ignite, and we actually had a little chance to do, like, to share some of our hidden talents. And so, does everybody in Ignite remember that? Like, we had some, like, amazing, although it was July, so maybe some of you weren't here, but we had some amazing, we have amazingly talented kids. So, if you want to flip to the next slide. So, my question is, what is your hidden talent? Now, some of us, like, our talents are, like, totally obvious. But some of us are like keeping some secrets deep down in about things we can do. Um, and so I want you to think about this this morning. I don't know, those of you who don't know, um, Melissa is actually my, my sister. And so I know many of her hidden talents, which all of which I can't share right now because um, she'd be upset with me. Um, but she actually has many. She, she got way more in the talent pool. She was blessed in our family. So anyways, she's going to come up and demonstrate one of her hidden talents that you may or may not know that she has. Right now. Yeah, right now. This might inspire you as you're trying to think, hmm, what's my hidden talent? <clears throat> this is one of my best ones. Are you ready? <clears throat> come, come on, come on. You can try that. That's really hard. It is, it is. Okay, and that's the only one that's appropriate for Sunday morning. So if you want to turn to your elbow buddy, and can you, can you maybe tell them, so whoever's sitting at your elbow, and remember Ignite, we don't leave anybody out, so if you need to make a group of three, that's fine. Can you turn to your elbow buddy and maybe share what your hidden talent is, or show, even better yet, show them if you can. But if it's not good for a Sunday morning, don't worry about showing them, just describe it. Okay, go ahead. Anybody, anybody have a good one? mic opportunity so if there's anybody that feels like they maybe want to come and demonstrate their hidden talent we would love to see it to applaud you to be wowed by you is there anybody adults this is time you know sometimes we have to break out of our comfort zone come up to the mic anybody I'm looking I don't want to have to make Melissa do another yes. one Look, you've, got to, you've got to take her up there. Ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh. Perfect, I can't see, but come on down. Everybody, round of applause. You need to encourage this. Oh, amazing. I love it. I didn't even know the tailors were here. I could have just called it. This is amazing. You can always count on a tailor. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Bree Taylor. Okay. And I can pick stuff up with my toes. You can pick oh. stuff up? Yeah. Okay, wait. Oh, oh my gosh. Back up. you got to back up a bit. If you need to stand to see, it's fine. Don't be embarrassed. We're all together. 
Stand up to see. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. she's picking up the mic cord. And you know what? She's going barefoot in the theater. Yay! Amazing! Round of applause! Round of applause! Amazing. And she also went barefoot in this theater, which, you know, gets double points because go have a shower. All right. So, is there anybody else? Anybody else who wants to share? Maybe an adult who's feeling like, oh, I always sit in church and I don't really move or do anything. I'm going to really show people who I am. Adults. See, this is why it's more fun to be an Ignite. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Come on, anybody here from my relative row? No, I don't. I don't have any hidden talents, unfortunately. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah! Round of applause! Round of applause! Don't be cheap on your applause, people. It takes a lot of guts to get up here. All right, what could it be? Is it going to be a singing talent? Some sort of weird flexibility that nobody's ever seen? Oh, I'm 50 years old. I can't. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, introduce yourself, sir. Okay, so keeping it real with the Taylor clan. See, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Everybody needs a tailor. Which I don't know if God blessed us being weird or God blessed us with talents. <laughs> um, in a similar vein to Melissa's talent, yes. um, I actually, in, in Roots, back in Rexdale Youth Group, I used to do this talent to really bring people to the soul. Anyway, okay. Ready? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, why is it? Awesome. That's awesome. All right. That's amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. And we know God just didn't bless the Taylors with talent, but they really are blessed with it. I will tell you that in Ignite, we had kids, like some kids were like really great at doing the worm, which we discouraged again because of the quality of the floor cleanliness, but they were really good at it. Lots of things. Anyway, so I'm going to have Carolyn come up and she's going to take over for me. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so that was exciting. I don't know if I can follow that, but this is going to happen. I'm Carolyn. Kids, you know me. I love getting to teach, just like Nadine said. I, I mean, I always find that when I'm preparing my lessons for the kids that there is always something that God wants to teach me as well. Uh, and this was for sure, this week's lesson was no exception. So I get to share the Bible story with you. But before I do, I wanted to get you thinking about something. So I want you to imagine, kids and adults, that you have discovered or invented something that is going to be world-changing. So examples I was thinking of is you've invented a running shoe that will make you jump two times higher or run ten times faster. Or you've invented something that will eat the pollution in our world. That would be life-changing, world-changing for us. Or maybe you've invented something that has all the nutritional benefits of a Brussels sprout, but tastes like a Big Mac, okay? Something like that. So it's huge, and it is going to change everybody's lives, okay? But what you need to do now is you need to tell people about it. It's important, it's big, you need to tell people. So you need to assemble a team of people that you're going to get to help share your discovery or invention okay so i want you to, and you can pick anybody there is nobody on earth that is not available to you to be part of your team okay so who would you pick 
just think about it for 10 seconds. If you feel like leaning over and sharing because you've got the, the person who would help, feel free to do that. Give, give it a second to think. Okay, so, well, that wasn't very many seconds. Sorry. We got to keep moving. Okay. Okay. Maybe you're sharing your invention that you've got. Okay, so if it's me or if you're an adult in the room, you maybe thought of this. These were the people that came into my head. Um, I thought of somebody that's already wealthy and has proven themselves in business with inventions, somebody like Elon Musk. He runs like the Tesla thing. Um, I thought of someone like Tom Hanks. He's a great actor. He's already well known by a lot of people. Maybe I would pull Steven Spielberg in because he can tell a great story and make movies about it. Uh, that maybe appeals to the adults in the crowd. I was talking to my kids about it, and my son Jack said maybe someone like a politician, like Michelle Obama. She's not, but she has a lot of, she's got a lot of influence. Or uh, there's a lot of social media influencers out there. So it could be someone that's big on YouTube. Maybe you get Dude Perfect to make a 10-minute YouTube video about your invention. Whatever. You could pull those people together to share about your invention. Okay, now, relating it to church, <laughs> we have, today our story is about um, the team of people that Jesus got to pull together. So Jesus, we know, had undeniably the most important message in the history of the earth. It's the most important to us. It was the most important to the people at that time. And so he had to pull together a team of people when he was ready to do his ministry to help him share his message. What were those people called? Kids? Anyone? Disciples. Exactly. So he pulled together his disciples. So our story today is about him calling one of his disciples. And it comes from kids, if you want it, if you have your Bible here, great. And if you didn't bring it, that's fine too. If you want to know where it is for later, it is from Matthew 9, verse 9 to 13. And remember, that's the beginning of the New Testament when we talk about the four books of the Bible that tell the story of when Jesus was on earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is the first one of those. So from Matthew 9, verses 9 to 13, and it is, does focus on Matthew. So we actually have a video to tell the story so I don't have to tell it with all my words. Um, so I think we're going to play that now, and then I'll come back after. Stories of the Bible. Jesus calls Matthew. This is Jesus, who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love and healed people from their sickness. He did many miracles like calming storms and even raised people from the dead. Jesus was in Capernaum, and he was walking along when he saw a tax collector named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Tax collectors were hated by everyone because many people thought they were cheaters and sinners. Wow, not like you. But Jesus saw this man and said, follow me and be my disciple. Me? Yeah, you. So Matthew got up left everything and followed him.
held a banquet in his home hey, Jesus. with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Matthew's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. Ah, yeah. Hey, you! But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained to Jesus' disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Ah, hold on there. When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go on and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. So Matthew went on to be one of Jesus' 12 disciples and followed him throughout his time on earth. He even wrote a book in the Bible about Jesus' time on earth, and he served God for the rest of his life. I love those videos. <laughs> okay, so that was one of the men that Jesus chose to be on his team. That was Matthew. And if you got it there, Matthew was a tax collector. Matthew was not... Um, he was not considered important. He was kind of considered, uh, they, they used the word scum. He was not um, powerful or important in his time. Uh, he was not the only one who was kind of an unusual choice for Jesus. Okay, he was one of, um, and kids, you know this, that Jesus called people whose profession was being fishermen. So these are not people, these are not the Tom Hanks and the dude perfects of their day. They uh, were not proven as speakers. They had no influence in those in in their time, but Jesus chose them anyway to be part of His team, to be His closest disciples. Okay, so but why did He do that? How did He know who to pick? Okay, well Jesus knew, and this is our point for today, that God knows and sees what others don't. He sees what's inside of us. Okay, so just like and our theme obviously relates to the movie. So just like in the Greatest Showman where um, the main character was choosing people and they had different talents that were hidden, just like the tailors and all of you who were afraid to come up here have hidden talents. And it's not just talents, it is who we are inside that Jesus could see and he knew who he needed to have around him to, to give his most important message that he was here to rescue us. Now I have another Bible verse, um, and it's from the Old Testament, from Psalm 139. And I can read it off the board, but I have it here too. <clears throat> Which is a beautiful one. Uh, from Yeah, it's up there, so I'll just read it for you. It says, For you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Listen to the two words there, fearfully and wonderfully made. So what God is saying to us is that he, he has made each of us on purpose. So kids, he made each of you the way you are on purpose. He fearfully and wonderfully made you. He knows who you are and he knows your talents and he knows the, the good things about you and he knows the things that are not so great about you that you need to work on. Okay, he sees all those things and he has a unique thing for you to do in this world. So... 
Melissa's going to come up and she's going to tell us more about how that applies in our lives. So if what's not important is that you're the best and the brightest, but what is important is what who God made you to be, what does that mean for us? What is that? What does that mean for us? I don't know if this is working. I think I'm just going to use this mic because I'm not good at that other thing. Okay, guys. So if God sees what others don't, what does that mean for us? So the Bible isn't just a book of stories um, that tells us things about God um, and about ourselves, but he also, sorry, it's not just about God. It tells us about ourselves um, and about how we can know him better. So uh, when I hear about how Jesus chose Matthew to be his friend, it tells me two things. Um, number one, I am special. Um, I know that there are lots of things about me that make me feel not so special and unqualified and not unique. And maybe you feel like that. That's not just kids. That's adults. Maybe in your workplace, you feel overlooked all of the time. Or maybe you feel like somebody else is like, just knocking it out of the park at school and you're working so hard and it's just not coming together for you. Um, the Bible verse that uh, Carolyn showed us was that each one of us is unique, but actually even that when Jesus lived that out, it wasn't just head knowledge, right? He came into different situations and he saw the people that he needed and he called them forward. Um, it also tells me besides the fact that I am special, so are others. And so this week as we head into camp, and as you go back to your offices or your um, shop floors or your, um, your homes even, there are people that are in your life that you're having a hard time seeing how God made them special. I imagine that that's true. Um, but the truth is that verse isn't just about David or it's not just about me. Um, it's actually about each one of us, that God has um, a unique um, he, he poured his unique creativity in each one of us. And so I have a little activity for us to do together. When you came in today, um, you should have been given two uh, pipe cleaners. You can get those out. Um, kids, they might be in your bags or um, our, our ushers, they had them or our greeters had them for you. If you didn't get one, you can put your hand or you need to actually. Um, you can put your hand up. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. This is why I wanted the other mic, but I think you're going to be able to hear me. That's fine. Okay, so you're going to take your two pipe cleaners, and you're going to line them up so they're kind of together, like in a reasonable fashion, okay? And then we're going to fold them in half. So you're going to make a loop. I'm going too fast. The irony of this is that I'm doing the crafty time. You will see why this is a simple craft. Okay, so does everybody have a loop? So you're going to hold the top of it and kind of pinch it up close and twist. Okay, twist maybe two or three times. So you get a little, I don't know what that is, a hole. Okay, so now you, you can, is that rude? Um, you can keep twisting and twisting and twisting a little bit, not too far. And then you're going to pull out two arms. I think you can probably guess what you're making here. Okay. Not an octopus. I would have given you more pipe cleaners. Okay, so now you've got hopefully like a loop at the top. You've got a little bit of a, maybe a longer than the average neck. Um, then you've got some hands. Okay, and then you're going to take the last two of these pipe cleaners and you're going to twist a little bit longer. You can make this person as like, you know, long in the torso as possible if you like, or if you are more for the long-legged type, you can do that. 
Okay, so now you've got this, and then like this, my particular is maybe part gorilla because really long arms. So you might wanna make yours a little bit shorter in the arm category. There you go. And then usually I give them some feet because it's hard to walk with just stumps. And maybe some arm, like some hands. And you've got a little person there, okay? So this <laughs> kind of rudimentary craft that I can do in a room with 100 people um, is to remind you of two things. When you look at this, um, and we can get to our, our Bible verse, um, we can remember that just like we made this, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So you can look at this and you can remember that somebody actually fashioned you the way you are. And the things that you are good at or not so good at are actually all a part of God's plan for you. But likewise, when you look at this, you can be reminded of maybe someone who you're having a hard time seeing that they are also fearfully and wonderfully made. And they, this can remind you that just like you are special, they are special. You know, there's one part in the movie that, um, in, in The Greatest Showman, that has always stuck with me. And Barnum is running around and he's trying to create his cast and he hears a woman's voice and it's beautiful. He can hear someone singing and it's kind of echoing out into the street. And he goes and he tries to track it down and he, he runs up um, the stairs and it's in like a laundry or a, some kind of a place. Maybe they're making clothes. I can't really remember. Um, but he hears a voice. He's like, where's that voice coming from? Where is it? And um, it's coming from behind like a sheet. He can't see the woman, but he can still hear her voice. And he says, where is this beautiful voice coming from? And he throws back the curtain and there is a woman with a full beard. And he looks at her. And without any hint of sarcasm or irony at all, he looks at her and he says, you are extraordinary. And he can hear all the women, I think there's a picture of that scene. Um, he can hear all the other workers snicker kind of in the background because they're like, yeah, she's extraordinary. She's got a beard, man. Like, and he looks at her and he takes her by the shoulders and he says, I would even say beautiful. And I, you know, that always touches me because I think that poor woman had this beautiful voice but was always so afraid to share it because she knew that people would make fun of her or that people wouldn't actually give her a, ch give her a chance to show them. Um, so when you look at this, maybe you can think of the bearded woman, I don't know, but you can think of what are people around me like, what is it in them that they're maybe too afraid to show um, that maybe I can help encourage out of them. What beauty can I find in them um, where they are? So that's your reminder. But the Bible isn't also just a whole bunch of things that you should do. So you should see people like God. You know, God sees other uh, things and other, uh, God sees things that others don't. And so what does that mean for us? It means that we need eyes like his. We're not like God. We're not full of compassion and mercy. You know, Jesus said in the video, figure out what it means. I want mercy, not sacrifice. We're not good at that stuff. I don't feel that way most of the time. I don't look around um, at the people that I work with or that are driving in front of me or are in line at Costco before me and see the beauty in them. I usually see that they're really a lot slower than I want them to be or they're kind of smelly sometimes because it's summer and 
anyways. Um, but those types of things, I have a hard time seeing the beauty in them. And maybe that's you too. I need to ask um, for God's eyes. I don't have to ha come up with that on my own. And we all get to ask God for that. So I'm actually going to invite our worship team down um, as I pray for you that over the course of this week, that you would um, have eyes like uh, Jesus's. So uh, like we do in Ignite, I usually ask people to fold their hands and close their eyes, not because it's magical, but because it helps us concentrate on who we're talking to. Will you pray with me? Oh, Jesus, we are so thankful that you um, see us for who we are and for how you've made us and not maybe all the things that we do wrong or the things that we're not good at. We thank you that you called Matthew to be on your team and you showed us that it takes all kinds of different people um, to accomplish your mission. And so I pray, Lord, that you would give us eyes like yours, that you would help us in our workplaces, at our schools, at Kindle Kids, at whatever day camps or things that we're at this week when we're driving or in our in shopping or in all the different areas um, that we do like, that you would give us eyes like yours, Jesus, that we would see each person as fearfully and wonderfully made, that you have purpose and um, actually pleasure and joy in each one of them, and would you give us the same. Thank you for your presence here this morning with us, and we just ask, Lord, for more of you. Amen.